All right, so bro, we're back. Episode three. We're back. A week later. Um, how you feeling? How's everything going? I'm feeling good. Um, we just got back from uh, a quick trip to North Carolina this weekend, um, which is pretty crazy. A lot of travel, but um, we're back this week. What'd you say? Fourteen hour bus ride or something? Yeah, something crazy like that. Oh my god. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so this is a kind of a low key week, and then we head to Florida. Um, actually, tomorrow we got a flight yeah. out. How's team morale? Tomorrow night, um, we're doing good. We're doing good. You know, um, got off to a one-two start, so um, okay. it's only forward momentum okay. from here, I'd say. Um, Florida is great. Florida is the best. It's hot out. It's nice. We play some. Uh, we play some really good teams and some nice stadiums. Um, you know, it's good weather. Everyone's feeling good. So um, really looking forward to it. It's nice, man. Great. That's fine. Really good. Um, so where do you want to start today? What were you thinking? Yeah, so I want to – I think we should just jump into it. I think this will be a little bit of a shorter episode. I know we're kind of on a time crunch. You got practice. I got <clears throat> I got some stuff I got to do. Uh, but I think we got plenty of time to kind of talk about what we want to talk about. Yeah. Um, my idea, something that I want to kind of work through, is I guess I'd say a theme of conflict. Okay. Um, conflict – I guess I want to talk about conflict today – um, with people our age, because that's probably the only thing we have any knowledge towards. Like, yeah, yeah, we're not talking about you know political conflict or conflicts that adults have. More conflict that college students have um, that we kind of run into on a daily basis, or not on a daily basis, because sometimes it seems like people our age tend to push off conflict, and I think people of all ages do that. But what I'm concerned about is people our age. Mm. And I thought of this idea. I was on Instagram the other day, and it was a video. One of my favorite guys, you know this, Jordan Peterson. I love him. Yeah. I think he's awesome. And he said, um, he said, conflict delayed is conflict multiplied. And I like that because I feel that. I feel when I know there's a conflict that I have with someone, and when I push it off, it just gets worse yeah. and worse. And so what I've started to do more as I've matured a bit over the past two years, I kind of attack the conflict early. And I'm not saying I'm good at doing this or do it enough, but I try to do it a little more. Sure. So I think attacking conflict early, I would say that's a, that's a good thing to do. What, what would you say about, you know, that basis that I just explained? You mean like kind of procrastinating any kind of problem you have with, yeah, sure. with people? Yeah. No, I think I, we see it a lot where people just kind of let, um, social problems or like relationship problems just kind of they let these problems brew and get worse and it always leads to something worse down the line you know people kind of live within the drama at times and that's kind of a general statement but mm. I don't know in our age group we see it a lot and no I, I really agree with that I think getting to the root of things quickly um, and jumping on stuff right away can really help deal with that and let you live a clearer and less drama filled life yeah and I dude I, I don't like conflict I don't attack the conflict because I like it. I attack the conflict because it seems like the other, um, the alternative is worse. Because yeah. I think it builds. Do Just you think it builds? It, yeah, dude. Letting it sit. Like, that is a good quote. Letting stuff sit and get worse. I mean, that can be applied to a lot of different parts of your life. But, um, yeah. 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 So, like, navigating the social scene in, you know, late high school or, you know, all throughout college is really difficult. And it, you know, it takes a lot of energy at times and... Um, take for example, like last year, um, I always found myself getting caught up in, 
I don't know, kind of like the same group of people, same same few things going on. It always mm-hmm. seemed like the same few issues. And um, this year, it's a lot different. I mean, I know we're older. Like, we're not freshmen anymore, and that's that's a good sure. thing. Um, and, you know, freshman year is never going to be perfect. It's always going to be screwed up one way or another. You just hope it's, you know, the better screwed up and, right. you know, not the worst. But right. um, um, I think broadening your horizons and getting out of those, like, um, sometimes, like, narrow ways of thinking – in certain groups of people you find um, can make your conflicts easier to handle, maybe? Right, okay, say a little more. Like, n- Yeah, that's kind of broad, but... Um, no, I like that. Yeah, if you... I don't know, it, it can just be um, talking to different people, getting different perspectives and right, viewpoints okay. on how to handle things, um, kind of getting out of different, you, you know, um, single-minded mentalities, or, you know, sometimes... Even if it's a good group of friends that you have, it can turn into an echo chamber if you just kind of become complacent at times and yeah. let things just kind of sit or whatever. Okay. You know, so, so maybe it's a little depending bit general, on, but. it's a little bit general, but I think it's it's a really good idea there. It seems like um, I keep saying it seems like, but it um, you know depending on the people around you, maybe it can become an echo chamber or it can become something constructive, like beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have a conflict and you're surrounded by people that are interested in in helping you actually solve it and not just interested in agreeing with you yeah then it'll be you know more beneficial to talk about it with them whereas on the other hand if you're if you're surrounded by people who kind of just like I guess yes men would be a a term maybe where they would just kind of agree with you and kind of egg you on to just be upset maybe instead of instead of them helping you realize something that you're not realizing yeah and even that's a really good point um even if you find yourself in kind of a like-minded, yeah, any kind of like-minded group, um, I don't know, I'm on a sports team, I see it at times, you know, maybe you're encouraged just to brush it off or yeah. whatever, or just go along with the group or just like, whatever, dude, screw it, like, mm-hmm. just do this. Okay, yeah. Um, and that doesn't, that when, can't be right. And remember, like, any kind of conflict, any kind of social conflict is always going to be unique to you. There's yes. no, like, cookie-cutter oh, yeah. approach totally. to handling things. Just because you're, just because you're, on a sports team doesn't mean you need to handle it like everyone else on the team or like that's um, such a good point that just kind of dawned on me too particular you know? like particular matters need to be a, um, addressed particularly yeah I know that people go through similar things and then those if someone went through a similar situation that you're currently going through they can help you yeah nothing wrong but that with doesn't that. mean that their exact you know step yeah. by step yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah, what yeah. you should follow right? no definitely yeah. not it, it, are, I mean, it could be. Who knows? But it could be. Oh, yeah, you're right. Take it on you're yourself. Right. You know, it could be. Don't just take. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I said, just to circle back to what I was saying about freshman year. Like, it's it's really easy to do when you're a freshman because you yeah. don't know. You know, everything's new, yes. everything's novel. But now that the novelty's worn off, we can kind of take a step back and look at, um, you know, how these things are working in our day to day life and what really matters, what really doesn't, and uh, what kind of conflicts and social conflicts, like you were talking about, really have an effect and you know who matters not who matters but like um maybe whose opinion matters most when you're asking about Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. yeah 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 so let's move forward with a second problem um i think a second problem with this idea of conflict in the youth sure is that people are striving for agreement even when there is no agreement or or the agreement isn't coherent so for example i could bring up to some uh, I could bring something up to one of my friends and they would respond and then I would actually disagree with their response 
and I would begin to disagree. And I've experienced this. I don't know if you have, but they would recognize I'm disagreeing and then they would just like agree with my disagreement. But then I wouldn't be able to kind of go. We wouldn't be able to figure out what the disagreement was and why it was. Okay. Maybe they don't even actually agree, but they're just um, agreeing. So it's like the peace is kept. It's like there's an instinct in that confrontation oh, yeah. that I was just I know what describing. You're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I'm being a little confusing here, but I think that there's an instinct. Lack from, of confrontation. Sometimes. Yeah, like a lack of confrontation, yeah. I guess. I see that with um, a lot of people. And I notice, I would say maybe in our particular friend group of a few kids, that usually doesn't happen. I mean, you know, I hate to be the guy that always just goes back to study abroad, but I remember there were times, I don't know, think about like planning trips or whatever. Um, if there was an issue, I mean, you know, we're spending a decent amount of our money. We want to make sure that it's it's worth it. And what mm-hmm. we're doing is organized and well thought out and meaningful. Um, so when we came together, you know, in our rooms to plan these like little trips, um, either in Italy or, or close by in Europe, um, you know, there were conflicts. You know, people got mad about what we were doing, what we were spending on. And I think we did a good job of um, just keeping our heads on and, you know, letting people know if like, no, dude, like, you're bugging. Like, we don't need to do this. Or, or like, let's relax and think this through. Or, you know, do we really need to do this? Or what's the best time to do this? So you think the agreement um, there was good or beneficial? I think the, um, the, like, the amount of and quality of, like, confrontations was, like, necessary and beneficial right. to, to, like, our group and um, how our group offends. Yeah, it's like we didn't, productive, we didn't like know? being, we didn't like disagreeing with the fact that one person wanted to do this thing while the other wanted to do that thing, but, but sometimes you got to let them know. Right, it's better than just not saying anything, yeah. and that goes back to the first point. Yeah. It's better to address it than to just leave it be, because then it just gets worse. Imagine like if um, take for example, I think maybe when we booked our trip to the Amalfi Coast, or maybe it was Greece or, or Milan, or you know, I'm not just name dropping. Flex on them. <laughs> I know I'm not just name dropping places. We you know we really no, we did sick. this stuff, yeah, yeah. but um, to, um, and we're thankful to do it. But which one? I mean, what? Yeah. I think it might have been Milan. Maybe. I think it happened with every trip. So yeah, but there was always like one specific detail. Maybe when we were already there, we're trying to book like a, a short distance train to get somewhere, and there's always a debate about like, do we take a taxi or whatever? And then I don't know. Um, yeah, might have been in Greece. I think you let who was it? Declan. You're like, no, we're taking a taxi, and it worked. You know, because he wanted oh, to take a train. Oh right, right. That's a just taxi. an example. Yeah, yeah, like, I remember. And if you have some information, like. Don't be afraid to share it. I don't know. Yeah. And, and if you're right, like, let people know. Mm-hmm. And I, and what I'm saying. Just don't be a jackass, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because I was kind of ignoring conflict. I remember Declan wanted to take the train, and I wanted to take the taxi. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything. And then I waited a while. Like, I waited, like, 10, 20 minutes. And then I just said something, and it just, and Declan was like, yeah, sure. And it, and it worked out. It worked out. And we it was went a great trip. on the, yeah. yeah. Awesome trip. So. That's a good example yeah. of me kind of waiting, but then saying something and um, it coming into flourish. And so, yeah, man. Uh, so here's a question, and obviously there's no direct answer, but I think through this question we can try to work towards an answer to like a few problems we're addressing here. Oh, one second. Yeah. I just said, yeah, man. Johnny Davis does this impression of me, yeah. and if he's listening, that was an accident. Because I don't <laughs> say go. man, I say bro. All right? I just want to get that on the record. Wait, so you say... No, in his impression of me, he always says, like... He just makes fun. I can't like, even yeah, do bro. the voice. He's like, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah, man. He's like, whatever, man. Like, oh, okay. I don't say man, I say bro. <laughs> that was an accident. I know he's going <laughs> to... If he's go, listening Johnny, to that, he's going to grill him. Point that out. Grill no, him. don't. Don't. Okay, so, okay. Oh, and by the way, yeah. um, I ran into my boy Cody Smith before. He said to shout him out. So shout out my boy Cody Smith. <laughs> shout out Cody officially. Smith. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is... So let me give the... I'll give you a hypothetical. 
and then the the question. So let's take this scenario where you're talking to a friend and you have something actually helpful and constructive to explain to them. Yeah. Let's just assume that it's helpful and constructive, okay? Um, but you know it's going to come into conflict to how they're thinking or acting. Uh, you you expect conflict, right? Mm-hmm. That's the scenario. Um, and the question I want to raise about that scenario is how do you walk the line of invoking the necessary conflict that we already explained you need to invoke while not causing your friend to get upset or take the disagreement personally to the point where instead of trying to find some middle ground, you actually um, upset them and then they get ignorant of what you're saying uh, and it kind of just blows up and turns into something immature on both sides. It's like an equal kind of problem. That's a crazy coincidence. In class the other day, we yeah. were reading the Apology of Socrates, and, um, and I know we both read it, but um, in it he talks about, well, it's, it's his defense at his trial um, on a few charges, but... Um, in, in political philosophy? Yes, okay. in political philosophy class. Um, he was taught, so in, within his speech, it's a very long speech, but um, in it he talks about his, his refutations of these claims and the refutations of the accusers. What does um, refutations his, mean? Uh, like refuting. Um, oh, okay, okay. Disagreeing, right. pushing back, you know. Right. Um, so we had discussed the question of, at, well, at one point, he's talking about how, um, so it's a very long and complicated story with a lot of different interpretations, but the main point is that um, he tells a story about um, visiting an oracle, and the oracle tells him that no one's wiser, and this may or may not be true. It's just kind of part of the part of his speech, part of his way of speaking, but um, he go he he goes out to seek someone who is wiser and in in the process of talking to multiple people Everyone. from yeah, multiple yeah. different professions he realizes within these conversations that he is actually wiser than them so that just kind of reminded me of that random coincidence Interesting. we okay. just talked about it in class but um the whole point of so socrates pushes back to the point especially with the politicians that he speaks to he pushes back to the point where they get angry and he lets them know mm. that he's wiser he lets them know that they're not wise and he did this um, it can be debated why he did this, but it could be to, and he did this publicly, it could be to attract followers, it could be to right. demonstrate that the politicians aren't worthy of leadership, whatever. So I guess my answer to your question is that it depends on who you're talking to and it depends on what your end goal is um, of disagreeing. If it's your friend and you want to sugarcoat it a little bit because, you know, you need to go on a trip with them, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's worth doing. But if it's something, if it's a fundamental disagreement and you're being disrespected, well, that's a different story, okay, you know. Okay, two things to respond. One thing, I love how you brought up the apology because what it means is that we're talking about conflict with 20-year-olds and 20... Yeah, it's, it's never really reasonable, but, you well, know, I not guess, always. Well, no, I, I, wasn't, I was going more in the direction of this is something that will be an all-time issue. Conflict will be an all-time... Socrates was dealing with this 2,400... 2,500 years ago. Yeah, there's no so, utopia. Yeah. So, and, and he was an older gentleman. Like, they were older people. So not only do we struggle with this, but adults struggle with this. And yeah. not only do different age groups tr- struggle with it, but every human society has struggled with it for the past at least 2,000 years. That, which is, it seems like the point you just made, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. The second thing, so there's some scenarios where you would sugarcoat it a little bit. Sure. Right? But then there's some scenarios where you wouldn't, because this is what I want to understand a little more. Do you think that you should always, well, let's define sugarcoat. Maybe we can find a better word. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of the general term for it. Um, I guess there there are situations where shielding, 
maybe partially shielding someone from the truth or from your raw emotion about the disagreement is useful, mainly per, for preserving that kind of peace in the conversation or relationship, like you had brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So maybe that's a better conserving, way to okay. look at it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so being a little more conservative, I think, is, is good. Before I continue, actually, I want to say that <clears throat> if I explain a point, I don't think that I do this perfectly by any means. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that what I'm about to explain, I struggle with this heavily. But the the more I struggle with it, the better I get at it, I think. Yeah. So, so you said a few things, sugarcoating and then maybe non-sugarcoating. But I think that in every scenario where there's a disagreement, you have to be understanding and fair. And you have to be understanding and fair because almost every time in a conflict that you're bringing up and in this scenario where you're right about something, there was still something you didn't think about at all. You just It just didn't come across your mind. And when you were talking to the person, you have to pick up on that thing and then you can be more understanding with them. So you have to like put, take a step forward to explain your point in the conflict, why you think you're correct. Yeah. But then you have to be willing to take a step back. And honestly, if you didn't ever take a step back in the disagreement, then you're probably doing something wrong. Because it means, because there's no way that you can have a thought, and even if it's a good constructive thought, there's no way you thought it fully through, unless you spent hours writing and thinking about it. True. Right? True. What are your yeah. thoughts on that? Um, and yeah, and to add to that, you've got to concede some ground to have any kind of agreement. The goal of a disagreement is usually to reach an agreement, right? I mean, if you're still speaking, yeah. right? So you've got to you've got to concede a little bit of ground in one way or another. I struggle with that though. I do. Like no, I, too, I really yeah. do. I mean, mm, I don't know. Depending on the scenario, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it is. It's it can be relational and not so much conditional, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely can be uh, depending on the relationship. Right. It's good because we're figuring out that this is a hard thing, and it is. It is. That's good. We're getting closer. It is. Um, back to. And, and when you take that step back, like I said, it doesn't mean you were wrong. No, no, no. It just uh, means it just, that you're, you got to consider the other side. We exactly, see, exactly. And, I don't know. We see a lot of just butting heads and just incessantly arguing without ever, with literally without ever considering the other side, especially in mm-hmm. our, you know, our constant exposure through social media. Um, you know, we become really, really grounded and we, we do refuse to give a lot of ground. We yeah. refuse to hear people out. We just refuse it. Especially in the... Not everyone. And I know that when you bring up social media, it can, it can, you can have a long discussion about it. But yeah. the, you know, the idea of social media that you can say something and then not deal with the consequences of what you yeah, said. Yeah, that's also You can just awful. type it, send it, and that's then awful. you shut your phone off. And, I mean, in a tweet, you can only have, what, 150 characters? You can't possibly make a coherent argument. No. Unless you make a thread that's like 20 thread, yeah. 20, you know, uh, replies. And no long. one ever does, you know. Yeah, some of no them are cool. Does. My dad sends me long-ass threads sometimes. Twitter threads are cool. Yeah, yeah. they're cool. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, so let's think of a tip that we can work with when we're in a, a disagreement in a conflict. Um, the tip seems to be what is important. Like, why did we enter the conflict we didn't enter the conflict to you know tell them they're wrong and they're dumb for being wrong and that we're right and they should listen to us but we did enter it to tell them that they're wrong in a way. we did we did so so yeah. there's a line that's why the line is still something you have to walk on it's very interesting but i think we have to remember 
what is important. And what's important is the friendship. Like you're doing it because you want to help them. Like simply asserting your opinion and then not oh. moving isn't helping them. Or or right? sometimes if you yeah. reach a disagreement and you don't care for the other side, you just say, yeah, whatever. Don't I don't give a shit. Yeah, care. and that's worse. You that's even worse. At least if you're at well, least you, if pick you your stay balance, there. You know? If you're dealing with someone true, who you think true. is an idiot or like okay. is disrespecting you or wasting your time, I mean, you can just say, dude, I don't give a shit. It's it's right. But, you it, can, but in the scenario where you give an opinion, someone pushes back care. on you and then you just yeah, say yeah. whatever and walk away, I mean, that sucks. Oh, yeah, don't. That sucks. Uh, but still, though, don't. You shouldn't aim to do that. But if, you know, it's an extreme example. If someone's really wasting your time oh, and yeah. just egging you on for no reason, then it's just like, dude, whatever. Yeah, and if they're like rude or like immediately especially if you bring it up in a, like a fair yeah. tone and then immediately it's just like any kind of like mocking it's like all right well then yeah then you lost me i don't care anymore yeah but i don't think that happens all the time i think no i think it starts uh at least in my experience i'd you know give my opinion maybe i disagree with the, my, my friend and then they would disagree with me and instead of listening and then preparing myself to adjust my thesis or my argument whatever I'll just be like, I'll try to just resort back to why my argument was right in the first place. And then that's yeah. not beneficial. It, at least it doesn't seem beneficial. So I know what you're saying, yeah. once again, it's like you got to walk the line. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, we're bringing up very interesting scenarios. Um, if you, so, yeah, yeah, go. Oh, no, I, I was going to slightly pivot and just bring up something that I run into a lot. But if do you want to keep it. going. I was going to ask, so from here. Some people would say our generation is soft and you can't bring things up to people. You can't be, um, you know, straightforward. Mm. And I think there's an, there's something to be said for that. And in a lot of situations, that is the case. Yeah. But in a lot of situations, maybe the person bringing up the disagreement is acting under that assumption. Yeah. And then, like, they're just aggressive so and they're too unfair forceful, right yeah. away. Right away. And, yeah, exactly. So they just, they write out the other side before even considering if they are what yeah, they think they are. and I see are. that, I think, a lot in, like, my male friends. Like, like yeah, sometimes I mean, we're just, like, and I do it, too. I'm trying to do it less because it's every, not good. Everybody it's, does it, yeah. But it's bad, man. It is bad. It it's is bad. bad. No, I agree. That's a valid point. Um, so, I guess, what do you think the... Do you think the problem is more people being soft, or do you think it's more people getting too aggressive? That's or difficult. Or how does it work in a different sense? I think... I don't know. I think that might be painting with a little bit of a broad brush, mm-hmm. but um, I think it is. No, I'm kind of provoking you to a sense. Yeah, I think yeah, it is yeah, a yeah. really impossible question. I think that's. I don't know. I, I do think overall, my conclusion on that is that people are very, very quick to not hear the other side at all. They're very yep. quick to yep. stick to you know character politics and you know um, attacking someone's appearance or behavior rather than their ideas or what they actually say. Okay. And like, how do you, yeah, that's a bad tendency that a lot I've seen and heard a lot, whether it's in class, you know, on social media or just, you know, in random conversations. I think that happens a lot of the time. Yeah. That's like social media is an instrument for that. And that's terrible. It's an instigator. The, yeah. Something I think that's helped me um, right off the bat was coming into college. This also like aided my maturity in a sense for sure. Um, Professor Stoner's class, uh, the first class I took that was uh, my philosophy course, what was it called? 
Socrates and the Search for Truth. We actually read. It's funny because we read Apology oh, in that oh, class. In that and, fall, absolutely. And his yeah. like first lesson to us was you got to keep an open mind. And then, you know, and that's at first I was like, oh, I have an open mind. And, then and that's I realized, the point of this podcast too, right? You know, that's the that's the right. um, mission statement. But yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Um, yeah, I think I thought I had an open mind, and then we started, you know, he started teaching us that like, no, you don't, you don't. And then I, and to a degree, I still don't. But there's something to be said for being aware that you don't. If you're right? trying to, that is sometimes enough. Hmm. Um, think even like um, the video he showed us, uh, the two philosophers, or, or I think they're both professors, um, George and West, right? Um, and they had said that any truth that you hold to yourself, you have to challenge it first before it becomes a real truth. Or any, any not truth. Truth is tricky because... You know, you can ask, what is the truth? But so like a pi- uh, opinion, then any, or? any, uh, yeah, any statement or, or claim okay. or idea that you make or hold to yourself, you have to challenge it. You right. mu- you have you, to. Yes, it's okay. a prerequisite. Because if you don't, you are operating on assumption. So why for the, so when we're immature, we don't do that, at all. Yeah, I don't yeah, think, I think a that's part of our lives. That's a pretty good definition of immaturity. Just right. not challenging your own right. beliefs, like. Zero percent. Most people, I think, they do to a certain extent, but not to the most that they could. Most people? I don't know if most people challenge. I think it's a very scary thing to realize that every opinion you have needs to be challenged and can be challenged. Right. It's, it's nice to feel like, oh, I have this opinion, and it's good. And Or you, you, you become entitled to these things. Right. You become attached to these things. And I don't know, if you want to keep an open mind, you can't really do that. You can't. Yeah. And it's And it's... When you start to do that, it's a state of anxiety and uncomfortableness. And yeah. It sucks. It actually sucks. I mean, it like is very difficult. Some people have things just ingrained in them. Like, if you told me, if a random person told me that they hated pizza and they said it was the worst thing in the world, I would, okay. I you love, know, this is great wholeheartedly, you know, stand there and refute them all day long. Or if certain, you know study abroad students said that they were sick and tired of Italian pizza, then I would look at them in the eyes mm-hmm. and tell them they're dead wrong and yep. walk away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, um, okay, so I hear you. Okay, so there's uh, some... But that, that is a preference thing, so that's kind of hard. But if someone tried to tell me it was, it was objectively bad, no, that's still a preference No, but, I, no, but Maybe you're, that's right. A, you're right. It's like just, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. I don't think it's a bad example. I think you just have to be like friendly about it. You got to be like, okay. And you know um, what? Maybe that circles back around to what and, you're saying. And it really. circles back, okay. totally, to being understanding and fair. So it's like, I know that I have this dogma, uh, dogma idea. I don't know if I'm using that word. Dogmatic. Like dogmatic. Maybe like that's, a dogma. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dogmatic. I have this dogmatic idea about Italian pizza, yeah. and you're just gonna have to deal with that if you want to be my friend. <laughs> yeah. And like that's that's as long as you. So maybe there are things that you can sit on as long as you're. I think like preferences is a huge one. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're, you know. Like, I'm a Sox to, fan. Like whatever. Yeah. Like, for, you know. I'm a Sox fan, so Dumb I'm going to tell you yeah. the, the Red Sox are better than the Yankees every year, regardless of if they're better. Yeah, because I like them. You know, that's just yeah. how it goes. So, I guess, okay. I can be convinced like that this. one's a better team by stats in, like, five seconds, but. Yeah, yeah, okay. You true. know, but it, preference, yeah. And It's like faith in, your, in, in a few things. Exactly. So, there can be a certain amount of things that you're, like, respectful about. Yeah. That you may kind of have a, a dogmatic view. And. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that word right, but it's a good word. It means like uh, believing that it's true and unwavering, I guess, I think is kind of like dogma. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, you bring up a really good point with the pizza thing. 
Because yeah, that know. would I piss me off. I don't know if that's totally man. right, but I think maybe that's why, a decent example. Why did people stop liking the pizza? Oh, like specifically? Uh, I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. Yeah, let's not talk about yeah, it. No, it. Let's not get upset. Maybe that, yeah. <laughs> um, for people that didn't know, when you're in Italy, fast food is basically pizza, but it's not fast food because it's authentic, homemade, delicious pizza. And it's... It's, it's only fast in the sense it's readily available. Yeah, that's why it's fast food, yeah. yo. And um, don't go to McDonald's. Don't do it. Oh my! God. I was saw I saw on Instagram the other day. I sent this clip to you. It was some dude on a podcast talking about how he was in Italy. Um, he wasn't eating necessarily healthy. I'm sure he was eating pasta, pizza, whatever, and meat and whatever. But he felt healthier. Yeah. In Italy, and when he came back, he was eating super healthy, and he felt kind of bad, like shitty, a little shitty. Yeah. And he thought it was because of the stone aqueducts for from the water, which I find interesting. That's what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, like not enough research. <laughs> not no enough idea. research. No, That's but doesn't that sound right? I mean, I like speaking intelligently on things, and I yeah, I can't on this one. But you're right, you're I, it's right. an interesting idea. This is I me think, listening to a 15 second clip on Instagram. <laughs> but like, I mean, I can know. tell you that I know that everything was. I don't know, but I'm assuming, and no, I, I know in, in a lot of senses that. Um, most restaurants we had all had fresh ingredients, all readily prepared, and all rec- like recently made stuff. You know, there's no microwave burgers. Like, yeah, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't speak intelligently about this, but I know that there are laws in um, food certain laws European in countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain European countries have laws that the United States actually don't necessarily have. Yeah. And I should look into those because that would be a really interesting thing that would be to cool talk about on the pod. About. That's the next uh, um, And yeah, but conclusion, uh, conclusion pizza is the best. Or Italian, <laughs> p- the pizza in Italy was the best. Um, if you don't like red sauce, I don't know what to tell you, Declan. Um, <laughs> second time Declan's being targeted. So. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. Man. <laughs> no, Declan, come on. Like, what's wrong with red sauce? <laughs> come on. No, people. Right. Act- I actually learned that there's a good a handful of people that I've met over the past year year who do not like red sauce. I think they're delusional, but nevertheless, yeah. You know, I All respect I them. Is, I respect um, them, and we move on. You know, that's that's crazy, bro. So, um, but to <laughs> to pivot crazy, a little bro. bit, and um, but no, yeah, that was let's get that was good. That was good. Um, and to pivot just a little bit, I, I mean, you brought up um, what is it, Socrates and the Search for Truth with Professor Stoner. Yeah. And that, that reminded me of something I wanted to talk about. So basically it's this, right? Um, we talk about philosophy a lot. We became friends through a couple great philosophy courses um, oh, yeah, over the course sure. of last year. Um, and some of the best professors I've ever had were philosophy professors. Um, and while undeclared um, for a major, I'm still considering, I would say, a, c- a couple options, but mainly philosophy or political science. Mm-hmm. Um, Which we two. talked about last episode. We did, yeah. yeah. Um, we talked about the whole major thing. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. But what I kind of wanted to talk about and really, really drill down, really drill down on this here. <laughs> um, but what I really wanted to get at is, like, what really is the point? Why do we bring this up so much? Um, why is it important to our lives? What really is it? And I just wanted to say a few things on it. Because um, I, get, I get some flack sometimes from people. And... It isn't just pouring over like crusty old books, like just like reading all this random garbage that doesn't mean anything to people or yeah. like 
uh, just like sitting down and just like just thinking, thinking about nothing, or just like <laughs> thinking about thinking. No, no, you're that's wrong. You're I, a philosopher, major. That's what ridiculous. job are you gonna get? Oh my to? god, don't even let. Yeah, <laughs> and it's yeah, it's not just some like ethereal and like universal nothingness where nothing is nothing and everything is nothing. Yeah. Like like majoring in it doesn't mean you. Oh, what are you gonna? So you're majoring in philosophy. Oh, are you gonna be a philosopher? <laughs> Think about that. That's ridiculous. Like like yeah. Hopefully for the rest of my life I'll. It does, everything I do. I'm not gonna sit down and get paid to read like Kant yeah, or that's like. That's not how it works. Uh, you know, no one would Plato. pay you to do that. No, it's it not like make sense. majoring. It doesn't mean you have a career in philosophy or like because it's useless. I just oh, I major in philosophy. Oh, nice job at McDonald's. You're gonna have that's so dumb. Like, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, like, I mean, that's absurd. If people I don't mean to be like aggressive on this, but that that's a stupid take. It's stupid. I agree. And um, philosophy is such a broad thing. I think. The, the conclusion I arrived at, or like uh, maybe a parallel I could draw is people are like, oh, you're going to major in law? What are you going to do? Dude, <laughs> law is like one of the biggest, most broad things you can study. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, you, oh you, even better, I think. It's like, oh, you majored in science? What are you going to do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like any, any of these things, like I think law is probably a pretty good parallel I can draw in that point. Like. Being a philosophy major doesn't mean writing philosophy papers for a job. Mm. I just want to make that clear. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, it seems that I don't know. There's some and there's I, some preconceived notion yeah, that there it's is. just a it's like a waste. And of I get a, a yeah, it's theory. a waste. Of, and it's I get like, a lot of what? shit for it, so I just want to clear this up. Okay. Um, anyone who's listening, you know. Um, I mean, you sh- yeah, I don't, I mean. I just want to talk a little bit about why we, why we care about this. And, but more importantly, how it appears in our lives. Because uh, yeah. being a philosopher, considering the art and practice of philosophy doesn't, like I said, doesn't mean just sitting down and reading a Socrates book. Like, who's your favorite philosopher? Like, dude, I don't know. Like, what, yeah. can we ask better questions? And yeah. speaking of asking better questions, you know, how it appears in our lives, it, 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 emerges through asking big questions about things that matter to us like right it's how how do we want to live our lives what what is living a good life what is good what's bad Mm -hmm. what's moral and immoral these are ridiculously important questions that's at the core of every human being's existence and to think that Right. You know, studying philosophy well is a waste of time. That that means that considering those things is also a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me that you've never sat down and considered how I should live the best life I can live? Well, people don't do it because it's uncomfortable. True, but I also think that people are lying to themselves and they just write it off as people just are unaware of what studying philosophy or political philosophy or anything like that, what that really means. Well, yeah, I want to say... Like, I just want to clarify that and no, actually get great. it out I, there and... Explain it in simple terms because I think a lot of people have are pretty um, ignorant of it. So, I mean, first of all, the questions you raised are questions that there. A lot, some people would just write them off as there's no answer, so why ask them? Well, no, we just That's started. Bullshit. We just started. That's total bullshit. I mean, yeah. Well, there is no answer. Yes, you're right, but that doesn't mean that thinking them through doesn't help you. But here's the bigger question: Is there no answer? I'd say there's you, no answer. I'd, I'd okay, say okay, there's okay. no answer. Yes, there's no, but there's going to be an answer for you. In looking for the answer, there's an answer There's going to be you. an answer for you. Correct. That's Everyone right. lives That's a right. life. Everyone who lives, lives a life. They have to figure out what's best for them. They did the work to figure out, I mean, maybe they didn't do the work, but they came to conclusions about what the best life is for them. Mm. People who say they've lived a good life will. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know. Newsflash. 
you everyone should care about philosophy then. I mean, based on what we just talked about, and I think what yeah. we just said was fair regarding philosophy, like regarding the, the benefits of studying philosophy. Yeah, dude. I mean, do you want to be conscious? Do you want to be aware? Do you want to be involved in everything that happens in your life? Yeah, and if dude. you do, I don't want to you be, should care about philosophy. I don't want to be a philosopher. I want to be a conscious human being who is aware right. of what I'm doing right. and is aware of the decisions I make um, in the direction of living a good life. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Don't call it philosophy. Call it I don't see that's the thing. I don't even know. People just get wrapped up in the like the academic study of it and it it's infuriating. Yeah. Well, well then maybe point. that's on well then let's let's pivot back a little bit. Maybe that's a little that's on the school. I mean if they if people get wrapped up in their preconceptions about philosophy, well then maybe from a young age they're it's not being portrayed properly. So like I didn't almost didn't and I said this in my speech as an orientation leader to the incoming freshmen, we all had to give an introduction. You said your name, your major, whatever, yeah. and a little a little speech. And in my speech, I said that I almost didn't come to assumption because of the philosophy requirements. I swear to God. Really? No way. I said that in my speech, That's and I, it's true, bro. That's awesome. When my dad told me, he's like, first of all, I only applied to UMass Amherst yep. and assumption, right? And I didn't get into UMass, which was, you know, whatever. And at first I was upset about it. And I was mostly upset about it because I knew that I was going to go to Assumption, and Assumption had these weird requirements that I wanted nothing to do with. I still so can't believe you I, didn't get into UMass. Yeah, whatever. That's, <laughs> thank bizarre. God. Anyway. Thank yeah, God. I guess it's so, for the best, yeah. But, like, we can't even, we can't approach the, that so we're talking about though. the group of individuals, or, or a lot of people, who might have, like, the negative view on philosophy that we just explained. We can't even, we can't approach them with Yeah, dude, hate. you can't even, well, you can't we even can't. approach them at all because they're not even willing to engage no, but a lot of the time. See, I disagree with that. What, okay, I, was okay, tra- okay. what I was about to say is that... Go ahead, sorry. We, no, you're good. What I was about to say is that I was just in the same boat before I started caring oh, about it. better point. Yeah. So, like, when, when I was, I didn't want to come to Assumption because better of it. Point. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. That's dumb. I was being dumb. But I was also 17. Yeah, and I never yeah. took a class. Me neither. So I bet a lot of, um, but yeah, if you've taken two philosophies, I don't, you don't really have an excuse. That just means you didn't try in the class. And then, mm. so that's like, that's a different story. But if it's someone who's genuinely just unaware of like what actual studying philosophy is and unaware of texts by certain philosophers and thinkers and great thinkers, then you can't, you know, get upset at them for not understanding philosophy because I wouldn't blame them. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do know what you're getting at. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, is there, what else? Do you want to bring something else up? We got, we're on uh, like 37 minutes here. Perfect. I definitely want to keep it under. Yeah, just one, wait, wait. one more quick thing. Someone told me this once, or someone told me this recently. Someone shot this quote at me, and apparently it is attributed to Alan Watts. I'm not familiar with Alan Watts, but this is a quote that he said. Okay. Um, and he said that a person who thinks all the time has nothing to think about except thought itself, um, or has nothing to think about except thoughts. So he loses touch with reality and lives in a world of illusion. I wholeheartedly disagree with that um, because, and in that quote was used as ammunition toward, like against um, a major in philosophy, if you can picture that. Yeah, read it one more time. Read the quote one more time. Um, I just put it away. Oh, that's fine. Um, But no, but uh, someone who thinks only about thought, or someone who thinks all the time has nothing left to think about except thought itself, so it becomes an illusion. I think that's, and, and more importantly, that quote was used um, against, you know, 
which is ridiculous. What if I'm thinking about, what if I have a girlfriend, I'm, which I don't have, <laughs> what if I had a girlfriend and I'm thinking about my relationship with her and I want to make it better you and use I those figure thoughts, out a way you use to those get thoughts it to, to make it better. It. Listen, I, understand. Right. Yeah. I think that quote was misused because... That quote was, must be misused. It that quote was misused because like he's, he's talking about someone who just sits down and thinks all the time and I'm disagreeing with the fact that's not what we do. That's not the point. Me bringing up um, the apology of Socrates a little while ago was not me just sitting on my ass and just saying, oh, well, oh my God, Socrates and like, I don't know. Like, no, dude, no. It, yeah. You can use it for action. You can use it to improve your life. I mean, you can use it to that, consider does, big things. Does anyone do that? Just like... I just, well, maybe not Socrates. I don't know. I'm just, no, I read I'm saying, it, so that's why I'm I brought saying, it up. does anyone just sit there and like think empty thoughts? See, I'd say no. I don't know. If you're trying to think, you're probably, your quality of thought and like your, um, uh, the deepness of your thoughts, they might not be great or yeah. whatever, but... That doesn't mean that there's not beneficial still. Yeah, what know. is this? Metacognition? Thinking about thinking? I don't know. It becomes right. it becomes a, a big mess. But my point in all of that was that... Oh, yeah, um, Professor McGrath bought it metacognition. It can be totally counterproductive. Really interesting. And I agree with the fact that it, be, it can be counterproductive. But I'm, I disagree with the fact that huh. that's what philosophy is. That's a totally narrow-minded and ignorant approach. So I wanted to also get that on the record. Metacognition is thinking about thinking, right? Sure. You need to think about your thinking, though. Like, that's the that's kind of what philosophy, in a sense, is. Because you think out a thought, and then you think about why that thought was good and why it was bad. I mean, that's meta, that sounds like metacognition to me. Um, uh, right? I, I don't know if that's... Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's all what philosophy is, though. I think um, okay, yeah. in philosophy, when you sit there and you bring up, you know, what is justice? What is virtue? What is morality? You're not necessarily... You, you will consider and share your thoughts, but you're not sitting there thinking about your own thoughts, thinking about morality. You're just going to speak on morality okay, and get to the bottom of it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slightly disagree with you there, um, but I, I understand what you mean. Okay, okay. Think about sitting in a class. Someone, a professor puts up on the board, let's discuss virtue. What is it? That's what we're doing in that class. Think about how, how big of an important question that is. Or, or what is justice? I don't know. Let's talk mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. We all have our own ideas. Share them. That's yep. that's so important. Yeah. No, I think I think that it definitely is. We We're shooting down a rabbit a rabbit hole with the with the metacognition thing. Yeah, so that I'm, was kind I'm of stuck a little bit. That here, was an aside. I mean, no, but it's it's an interesting conversation. I just think um, we'll have to ask Professor McGrath a little bit more about it. She'll help us. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, get yeah. a good idea. Absolutely. With it. Um, anyway, that, yeah. that can kind of conclude my side of things my take but i no, i, I like that take. it was Thank really important i just want to get that on the record because i get people you know who bust my balls about it and that's fine but you know i do have reasons for the things i say and yeah and i'm, I'm sure to some extent they're joking but to some extent they're kind of serious so it's, no, I know. it's something that um it's a it's a good thing to bring up and that goes for any major i mean like if someone tells you that they're majoring in science and i don't know anything about science but i shouldn't really comment about it because I don't know anything about it, right? So um, yeah. it goes for because uh, people would hate on like a t people. I don't know. Ignorance do run, ignorance runs wild. That's why I always like speaking intelligently on things. Because if I have some kind of footing, I'll share my opinion. If I don't, I'm not talking out of my ass on anything mm -hmm. because that only leads to making a fool of yourself. So right, like I said, ignorance can run wild. Speak intelligently. Yeah, I, that's why. I mean, that's why. Um, 
research is is so important and research is the like probably most annoying part of of philosophy because you actually do have to look stuff up you have to do find evidence for your thoughts and your ideas and you can't just have a thought and it's coherent in your head and then you're just going to stick to it because chances are it's not coherent <laughs> like fully and um you know even for the, the podcast we there's a lot of preparation work that should be done so we can speak intelligently on things we're not me and you were sophomores in college we're not specialists in anything no, no one's coming to this podcast uh, listening to this podcast to learn something no. really I mean, I'm that'd not, be cool if they did, but that's no. not why they're coming here. So the, the, the mission, preparation, the research, yeah. stuff's really I'm important. not sitting here off the cuff, like, ripping metaphysics. I don't know anything about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. And also, like, yeah, like like I had said earlier, like like we had agreed upon, the whole mission statement of, the, of this whole thing is to just give people a chance to relate to some stuff yeah. and, um, you know, encourage people to keep an open and elastic mind. Facts. That is, I would say, that's the mission statement. So. Yeah. Well, let's let's end with that. This yeah. was a great episode. Yes, sir, man. I, I agree. Um, I agree. I said man again. Bro. <laughs> yes, sir, bro. Yes, sir. Th- uh, thank you for anyone tuning in who did. Uh, we appreciate it. And yep. episode four is going to hit. I'm excited. Let's Soon do enough. it, man. Good episode. Good stuff.